0: you know that penguin exhibit it stinks why do penguins and puffins smell so bad no no that's that's what's crazy i i I like that smell i think think it's rare but some people like that fishy smell like when you go into like a fish market or like you know that salty sea or you know just like that i don't know what it is exactly but i I go i mean i can't stay in there all day but (laughs) I don't know, something, uh, something kind of organic and raw about it. I'm kind of, kind of a fan of it. That's a good word, or organic and raw. That's, that's two good good words for the outstanding Penguin and Puffin exhibit at the Free St. Louis Zoo. Okay, i got to ask you now. All-Star break, great. Well, I, I think I know the answer from Joe Vitale. But Alex Ferrario has taken his family to Disney down in Orlando uh, during this break. A thumbs up or thumbs down on that? Oh my gosh. If I had three hands, it'd be three thumbs up. That, that, that is just completely within bounds and accepted. And not only that, but encouraged uh, Alex and I, we, we, we share a lot of great things in common, but the one thing we do, uh, maybe the most important thing is our affinity for, for Disney world. It, there is something so nostalgic about going back. I love taking all my kids planning a trip in the spring. I take my girls every every spring. My my oldest daughter and my younger girl, Bertie. We go every year like a father father daughter trip. It's still one of my all time favorite trips I do throughout the year. But listen, it's it's Disney, right? I mean, I, I I try to prep people when they go to Disney. And what I say to people who have never been there before, like, Hey, I know you're a big Disney guy, like, Cause I, I go, you know, once, twice a year mm-hmm. and like, Hey, I know you're a big Disney guy, just you know, help me out. Like, what's what's going on, da-da-da, like, what do I need to do, what do I need to expect? And I just, I honestly, guys, I just say one thing now. I'm like, you know what, forget the Fast Pass, don't worry about the meal, da-da-da. I'm not even going to go there. With Disney, if you want to enjoy it, you just have to go all in. Like, there's no there's no half in, half out, right? You just, like, when you go into that park, you better, you better have, you know, your Mickey ears purchased. You better just get the stroller, get the three balloons that cost like 45 bucks a piece. <laughs> um, get the get the turkey leg. Right you just and you got to just soak up the crying, the sweat, the tears, you know, the uh, the mascara from the princess dress up running in your daughter's eye like just go all in, prepare to spend a good 10 grand when you're there buying Rice Krispie Treats and souvenirs. I mean, it's just, there's no other way to do it because if you don't do it that way, you're going to still be spending the money. And at the end of the day, you're not even going to enjoy it. So you might as well just go all in with it. And I found that to be very true. And, and I hope Alex is certainly doing that now. Great advice. Okay, final Disney question from me Joe Vitale's favorite Disney character. Oh, Jack! Jack! Um, Jack Sparrow, without a doubt. Okay, good. Pirate. Good call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's solid. I mean, when my when I used to go as a kid, so my mom and dad used to bring us. I was one of six, so my mom would take us all down there. My dad would catch up with us because he had work, but we would go into the park and we would just go right to the pirate ride and we would just hang out at the pirate ride. We'd do it once or twice. And honest to God, Randy, it was it was. We would just stand in the gift shop. We would hang out in the gift shop. And we would play there for, like, two hours. So my mom, you know, she's just, like, again, one of six. Like, you know, she's got six kids running around. We would hit pirates. We'd do the gift shop. We'd blow, like, 400 bucks on plastic swords that would break within within the hour and eye patches and hats. And then we'd go back to the hotel, and we would just play with the pirate toys. And that That's all I did for the first, like, ten years ago in Disney was I just thought it was just the pirate ride. And then, of course, I met my wife, and she, one of the, we have a lot in common as well, but, Disney is like, you think I'm crazy. Like this, this gal is completely off the radar as far as when it comes to Disney. And the first time we went, when we were dating, she's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. I go, no, 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 This is what we're going to do. We go to Pirates. We hang out there for a while. We play with the plastic swords, we shoot the, we shoot the wood guns, and then we go home. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, we, we hit pirates first. She goes, you do not hit pirates first. I'm like, Why wouldn't you hit pirates first? Everyone hits pirates first, Like nobody hits pirates first. So we went into this whole thing. Long story short, she was right. The pirates. The pirates line is really not that long. She got me to go to Peter Pan, and we explored the Seven Doors, and we hit the, you know, all the mine trains, and the Space <laughs> Mountain, all the ones with actually long lines. We hit first, and believe it or not, we actually hit every ride within like a half a day. So I I do appreciate my wife for helping with the Disney itinerary. But yeah, starting at Pirates is probably not the most efficient, especially if you have kids. That sounds like the best date ever, Joey. I, I have to say, that sounds like a great time. Now, I want to switch gears just a little bit, but this is something that I want to ask you about. With the NHL All-Star Weekend, not that it's bad, but I think it could be a little bit better, a little bit more entertaining, especially for TV purposes. What would you like to change about the NHL All-Star Weekend? Uh, I saw the NFL, they did like a dodgeball. Did you guys see the dodgeball game? Yes. Yesterday? I thought that was actually kind of fun. Uh, or like a pickleball. I would love to see a 2-on-2 pickleball match between, you know, the East can get a couple pairs and, you know, obviously the Metro and all, all that kind of stuff. Pickleball is becoming more and more of a popular thing. The players play a ton of it in the spring and summer, and they're, they're quite good, actually. I mean, I spent the last couple off seasons with, you know, Robert Bortuzzo, Brayden Shenz uh, played quite a bit as well. And they actually have a little pickleball court outside 17 where they kind of get warmed up. So I would say uh, I would say if I had to say one, I think it would be really entertaining uh, to watch a pickleball match. I mean, watching, watching hockey players play pickleball, it is the – I mean, because I'll, I'll go play with like kind of these semi-pros and these guys that are pretty good around town. And some of, these, some of these men and women are in their 60s, but, man, they can lay the ball down and they're great at their dinks and they know the short game, they know the long game. They know how to serve. They have great service seats. Like there's this whole strategy behind pickleball and hockey players just go out there with our big legs and we're just wrong, wrong, smashing balls and crushing balls. And, and these old people are just kind of like, thinking and just like playing with us and we're running all over the courts, like sweating all over the court and they haven't even broken the sweat, but it, it is fun to see the aggression uh, such a, a, in a game that requires so much strategy. And if you just were to, understand the intelligence of it. It just makes it so much easier. But, of course, hockey players aren't in tune with that quite as much. So I would say tickle ball. It's interesting, Joey, where the Blues are with the trade deadline not that far away, and they, they call this a retool, not a rebuild, and yet you're in the, the hunt for the playoffs. This is going to be an interesting, uh, let's see, three to four weeks before the deadline, isn't it? R- really interesting, Danny Mac. I mean, listen, there's 14 games, you know, in the Blues. I Last night, I think it was 5, five over 500. And you know we keep talking about that game over 500. And, you know, for fans who don't know what that means, it's just well, it's just a, it's just a benchmark. I mean, last year the Winnipeg Jets were the second wild card spot they got in. They snuck in at the very end, and they have, they were 13 games over the 500 mark. So that kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of where the Blues are, where they need to be, uh, with 14 games before the deadline. And ultimately, you know, before the general manager needs to make a decision. So again, a lot of fans again. Well, why are we talking about 14 games before the deadline if we still have X amount of games before the end of the year where they can make a playoff push? Well that's where a lot of decisions are going to be made and going to predicate where this team is going to go, what direction, of course, the general manager uh, wants to go in. And that's what happened last year, right? Shortly out of the all-star break, what was interesting was that Doug Armstrong, he does not like to waste a lot of time. He's never wasted a lot of time. You know, right off the hop, he was three weeks ahead of it, two weeks ahead of it, would make a move with O'Reilly and Tarasenko and Mikula and Achari and then eventually Barbashev at the very end on, on the final decision point. But he, he's a general manager that likes to get ahead of things. And I think that it's kind of twofold. This team is certainly in a position to make a push. Do I think that they can go the distance to a Santa cup championship that I don't know, but can they get in and can they get past the first round? Absolutely. I mean, I'm looking at this team and we have something just like I talked about with on the BK and um, for our show. And of course with uh, yesterday with, with BK because Alex is outside town, but We have a goaltending tandem, especially in Jordan Bennington, that he can steal a series. He's that good. He's that elite. He's that poised. He's that ready for the moment where if you can sneak in, you can definitely figure out a way to get to the second round. I really do believe that. But on the flip side, the other side of the coin is this. Does Doug Armstrong even really allow that? I mean, yeah, he can certainly make it it to that point and certainly sneak in with a different group. But is he already thinking something else? Is he already thinking, you know, this team right now, we're not going to keep, sneaking in losing the first round or sneaking in losing the second round we need to figure out a way to really think about the future and continue to do what he did last year which is move some big pieces which if he ends up doing that he ends up doing that and that's and that's totally within his right given the way this team has been up and down all year long so you know if the team certainly making a push but then the general manager has to make decisions about what the direction of this organization moving forward not only this year but the years after so both ways you have to certainly respect, and uh, I think we will find out here probably the next couple weeks the direction that this uh, our general manager wants to go in. Joey V, have a great time at the zoo with all the little Vitalis. Thanks so much for the time. Enjoy this break, and we will talk to you next week, all right? It sounds great. you do. You guys have a great weekend. Thanks, brother.